This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. dig deeper into scripture, but you're not sure where to start? Whether you're leading a small group or studying on your own, Lifeway Women offers trustworthy Bible studies on a variety of topics and books of the Bible. Study with best-selling authors like Priscilla Shire, Jen Wilkin, Lisa Turkhurst, and others as you root yourself in God's Word, learn more about His character, and remember who you are in Christ. Shop Lifeway Women's Studies today at lifeway.com women. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, guess what? We get to do a take two on this particular podcast because we had a windstorm when we originally tried to record this one and my power went out. You had a major tree come down in your yard. So... Wow, we just had all the things, but we are we're trying again, and we're glad that it was one of our coworkers, Laura Magnus. So, Laura, welcome to the Mark Podcast. We're on our second try. Yes, thanks for having me. It's okay. I felt like I came on a little hot on my intro the first time anyways, because I was so excited to be here. So now this is a little bit more of my calm, chill speaking voice, and it's great <laughs> to be with you guys. There you go. We all get to try again on that one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. So, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and then what you do at Lifeway. Yes. So, my name is Laura Magnus, and I have worked for Lifeway since 2008 in a wide variety of editorial and writing roles. Um, I actually met my husband at Lifeway. He no longer works for the company, but um, we have a fun little meet cute from the cafeteria (laughs) at the old Lifeway building. Um, I am originally from Lexington, Kentucky, and then I went to Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama for undergrad, and I went to Dallas Theological Seminary for training after that, and then straight from there to my first job at Lifeway. And um, I've got currently a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, a third grader and a kindergarten, both boys, and so it's just wild and rowdy and loud and fun most of the time up in our house. Yeah. I, I love that we have so many women in the Life Women family that are like boy moms. Like we <laughs> have a lot that. that that really like we we understand. It's funny because we work on products for women, but we also <laughs> really get to to enjoy the the boys and all the fun things. And yeah, I, they're they're at such a fun age. <laughs> they yeah, are they're a fun f- age. Yeah, they're very rough on our house, um, but it's a fun. You know, always busy and sports and wrestling each other and all the different <laughs> things. But it's a really fun age. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned something, and I I always think that this is good for us to really kind of reiterate sometimes. And you mentioned that you went to seminary and you have a seminary degree, you're an editor for us. But I don't know that people realize like that's a core value for Lifeway is that we treasure biblical truth. We really try to make sure that we hold true to what the Bible is saying, especially, you know, when you look at the the weight of doing a Bible study. And so 
Tell us a little bit about that, Laura, like just your training in seminary and how that has prepared you to be an editor. Sure. Yeah. I think that, you know, seminary is one of those graduate degree tracks that can serve so many different roles. And I um, chose to go after I did my undergraduate work, partly because I just still had the school itch and I didn't feel like I was quite done studying while I knew that I could do that full time. But then also because this kind of editorial work has always been something that I've had in my trajectory and felt like was a big part of my calling. And so I knew that um, it would serve me well for my career to go and to be trained. And it truly has been invaluable. Um, The work that we do as editors, especially on Bible studies, I think is super unique because we... um, you know, just we're editing such a wide range of study material on everything from Genesis to Revelation. And there's no way that we could be experts in all of it if we're taking this broad editorial approach. Like, that's what our writer's for. They're the ones that are the experts and the teachers. Um, But it gave me the tools to know where to find the answers, to know flags that I need to be watching for, um, you know, when I'm helping a writer stay true to the text. It gave me appreciation and value for God's word that is just unmatched by any of the other time in um, my spiritual growth journey. And I think, you know, if you have the opportunity, I always encourage people to go because it just no matter what your career is it serves you so well in your faith journey yeah i went to seminary before i um got my job at lifeway and got a degree in biblical counseling which my mom was like wait you're not going to be a counselor (laughs) full-time and i was just like no i don't think so um i i mean i definitely thought about it but it was not something that i ended up being called to do. Um, And so I was like, but if nothing else, it has grown me so much in my own walk with Christ and like learning how to study the Bible and learning how to um, go to it for all of life and godliness that I was like, yeah, I'm, if that's all I get out of it, it's worth it. It was worth the like, three years and however much time and like tears of like over all nighters of trying to study for the test and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Yeah, I I I do think women, I mean, women ask us all the time, Elizabeth, like, why should I go to seminary or are there jobs for me after seminary? And those questions. And when you look at what we do and the Lifeway experience of just trying to make sure that we do stay true to the text, I think it really is an important step. If, if, if the Lord is calling someone to that, you know, I think that's number one for sure. Well, okay, so, Laura, you've edited a lot of different studies for LifeWay, um, but sometimes sometimes people go, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And so share a little bit of the process of how a Bible study comes together. Sure. So currently I am the content editor for one of the content editors for the LifeWay Women Bible Studies team. And so for us, you know, we're most of the time working with individual Bible study teachers and authors and Almost always they approach us saying, this is a study that I would like to write and partner with you all on. And so once things get through all of that initial groundwork phase and a manuscript gets written, that's usually when I come in to the project. Sometimes I come in a little bit earlier to help with outline development and kind of partner with a writer in that. But usually I receive the manuscript and then I get um, my time with it. I get about two months of really uninterrupted time with the words from the writer and I'm helping them craft it. I'm helping them craft questions.
questions. Um, I like to think about how I have kind of four different tiers of responsibility as an editor. First, for the author, I'm helping them get their message that the Lord has given them out into a publishable study. And so first and foremost, that's my goal, working with them on um, teaching videos, if that's part of their study, all of those little pieces, really pushing her to bring her best. Um, I kind of look at it through the reader lens and the end user and see what we'll end up with there. And secondly, I feel like I am responsible to scripture. I feel like I am helping the writers stay true to God's word. And that's obviously a huge part of what we do in anything that we publish at Lifeway and especially on the Lifeway Women team is just making sure that we are maintaining that integrity of scripture and are not publishing anything that isn't backed up by the word of God. And so that's a huge part of it. And then also helping readers, you know, I'm helping them receive a product that can engage them with God's Word and be their own students and readers of the Word. You know, we're not just publishing books on our team. We're publishing Bible studies, and so we're teaching Bible study methods to women. We're teaching them how to be in the Word more and engage with God's Word on their own even after they finish that study. And then lastly, the group leader. We um, can be, you know, somewhat unique in our space with how much we resource leaders and keep leaders in mind throughout the whole process. Um, we believe that studying God's Word, you know, comes to its fullest in community with other people. Um, and so how can we resource leaders, facilitators, women who just want to do this with one other person, but want to know that they have questions that they can engage with that individual on? Whatever that leader piece looks like and that leader hat looks like, you know, we want to make sure that we're setting them up for success and guiding them through a particular study. Yeah, and I just want to add for the sake of our team that most of the time when people approach us is through an agent if they have an idea for a Bible study. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're saying, I have an idea, I yes. can write a Bible study, it's a little harder than that. Yeah. And we only, like, we produce maybe 10 studies a year, Laura, yeah. so it's, it's limited. I mean, we have a, your team is not a huge team. And so the work that you do, there's a That's lot. That's so true. We do get approached by it. very many people, but the ones that we accept have come through an agent. That's <laughs> yes. very true. A literary agent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so get you one of those if you want to write a Bible study with Lifeway. Yes. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that by writing a book or writing a blog and writing a Bible study are very, very different things. They and are so different. And that's yes. usually, you know, when I first start interacting with an author, that's usually the point that we clarify from the beginning, because oftentimes they have also written trade books. And so that is a super important distinction is that you're see, I always encourage them to see themselves first and foremost as teachers guiding women through the study, as opposed to a writer who is writing their words about their reflections on the text. Okay, so there's a new study that we're all very excited about called Devoted. So tell our listeners a little bit about the study and how we have used many women connected to the Lifeway Women family to write it. Yes. So unlike the, you know, the example that I just gave of working with an individual writer, um, we have recently launched a line that started with some of our Advent studies, if any of you listening are familiar with those, that are multi-contributor. And so that means that we have a wide variety of women originally from within the Lifeway organization writing individual days of studies for us. And coming out this June, we have a new product in that line that is 
is called Devoted, 30 Days with Women of the Bible. And it is multi-contributor. So we have 30 days of study written by 30 different women. And we are launching out. This includes women that um, work within the LifeWay organization who have written for us, but is also launching out into um, beyond the LifeWay organization into women connected with our seminaries, women that work at churches, other arms of vocational ministry. It's been a really exciting opportunity for us to partner with people who are kind of in more boots on the ground ministry and also have gifts and talents in Bible study and writing and to really use those gifts that the Lord has given them. Super, I think, important and relevant for a topic on the women of the Bible to be able to elevate teachers that um, the Lord has just gifted in these ways, but maybe you don't have a calling or an interest in writing their own Bible study. So it's been a really fun experiment for us. Um, I think it's just come together to make for a unique, exciting, engaging study that women are really going to love. Um, And it's also exciting to see how we get to cover such a wide range of women from the Bible. There's a handful that come up often where we hear about the Samaritan woman at the well, or we hear about all the Marys, but it's not every day that we get to learn about Dorcas and, um, you know, how the Lord uses these maybe named, maybe not named women in so many different ways to intersect with his story. Yeah. Were there any women who story that you, that the Bible study covers that you were maybe like surprised about an element of their story or were just like touched in a way, in a way that was different as you read through what the author had written about them? Sure. Yeah. I think, um, you know, so Dorcas is a great example because I think we hear so much about a woman like the woman at the well or the woman with the bleeding condition and they don't have names, but we have longer stories and longer chunks of scripture that are given to them. And then you get to, you know, this very short story in Acts with a woman who is named. And so we know her as Dorcas. And it's just amazing to me to think why, what about her and her impact on people in her culture and her intersection with the Lord's story elevated her to this position that we know her name still today. And we can look back and say, you know, I think that the quote that scripture uses of her is that she's always doing good works and acts of charity. And so it's amazing to see how in that moment, her investment in the women that she was doing life with made her memorable in the Lord's eyes and in Peter's story. And so it's just amazing to me to think that there's these tiny little details that are so easy to miss when you're, you know, just walking through maybe a reading plan of the books of Act, book of Acts or something like that. And then to sit there and think, oh, wow, wow, she, we know so much about her from just these few little verses. And so I just think that it's, um, I don't know, it's just amazing. It just makes me excited to see the way that scripture comes together like that. <laughs> Well, and I'm I'm pretty excited just because we get asked a lot about Bible studies on women in the Bible. And that is <clears throat> we've had a few different studies, but this is going to be really new content, a little bit updated and I'm I'm pretty excited just to be able to have it to tell people, "Hey, like this is something we have." But I do think one of the challenges that you have, Lara, is that we have a lot of different writers. So I think, did we cover 30 women? Is that we right? We cover more than 30 women. More yeah, than 30. 30 days of study. I think it ends up being about 35 because we've paired women whose stories go together, like Ruth gotcha. and Naomi or Lois and Eunice. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. I think it's about 35. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about all of those and then you think about, you know, different writers for each day, the challenge for you is making it all kind of come together so that it sounds cohesive. I know when I've written for the Advent study, I had one 
woman tell me, they were like, wow, it, it flowed so well. And I wanted to say, yeah, that's the editor's job. Like she <laughs> that helped the to make that compliment. flow. It really but is, why? I think. And at the same time, you're preserving the each author's voice, which is yes. like an added challenge. But I think women really appreciate that about our life with women's studies because I've had women that are like, I love hearing from all these different voices, but they somehow come together. So tell us a little bit about that process. (laughs) How do you do that? Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully it works well for this one. Um, That process really does start long before, you know, I even receive a manuscript back in how we resource the writers. We're really intentional with giving them, um, you know, a clear kind of framework for what an end goal study should look like. So we give them templates and examples of how this has worked in our Advent study in the past, because since it is a Bible study, you know, you do want a similar rhythm for the reader of, um, you know, an introduction to draw them in and then some observing of the text before they get into really applying it and studying it. And so there's just kind of a general framework. And so if you read it closely, you'll see that kind of same flow, but then each writer gets to bring, like you said, Elizabeth, her unique voice to it, um, which really makes these multi-contributor studies so fun and engaging for the readers, because I think that it's just, it makes for so many different stories and, um, you know, even little jokes and things like that, and just different ways of asking, engaging questions, different Bible study methods that each woman uses in her own life are likely to infiltrate the study. And so from my end, I'm just trying to constantly think, is this a cohesive book in the end? And so we'll use visual elements to help guide that. Um, I'll edit it in a way that it does kind of all start, kind of have an arc to each day of study. Um, But overall, it just ends up working. It's kind of amazing how, you know, it just comes together. I'll give the Lord credit for that. (laughs) And oh, I will add, you guys, you two should be excited about this one because you all wrote great studies on Hagar, Elizabeth, and Kelly's on Abigail. So those were, you know, also really fun to work on. Yeah. I told Laura, like, Hagar is one of my favorite people now. I talk about her all the time. I'm like, we need to make sure we mention Hagar in this. (laughs) Like, she's one of these people because um, she has such a cool story. And I think, I mean, she does get a lot of text devoted to her, but I still think she's skipped over a lot because she's kind of like on the wrong team when it comes to the story of Jesus. She's not in the line of his uh, descendants. So it's just interesting um, to think through how, yeah, even her story. And she was the first person in the Old Testament to give God a name, which is yeah, so was, Yeah, El Roy beautiful. of the God yeah. who sees. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, yeah, that is such, yeah, her story is amazing. And I not feel the only, same way about Abigail, too. Yeah. Yeah. And not only is she not is she a woman, but she's also not an Israelite, which is such a beautiful uh, thing for us to take in as non-Israelites and women mm-hmm. in this century that she was seen by God. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said that, Elizabeth, about being... Oh, go ahead, Kelly. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm glad you said that about being on the wrong side, sort of, of Jesus' story, because one of the things that we wanted to do when we first started concepting which women we would include in this is have a wide enough range that it wasn't necessarily the women and their successes that we were, you know, lifting up in this. We firmly believe that Jesus is the only hero of scripture. And so we wanted to keep him as the hero in this. But from Genesis through, I think it's Second Timothy, we have named women that the Lord uses 
and we get the tiniest little glimpses of their stories, even the ones that get pages and pages and chapters and chapters devoted to them, it still ends up just being a snippet of their life that we see. And so we see their successes and their failures. And so we really wanted to capitalize on how do we see the Lord continuing his story, carrying his line, leading towards Jesus, and then leading out from Jesus through these little scenes that we get with these women. And so for sure, we're keeping him central in that. But I think that that is a really engaging way for women to study scripture today because we resonate so much more, I think, with the failures or the disappointments, the imperfections. And so it's just so encouraging to be reminded that the Lord uses us and he asks one little thing of us, and that is just to love him and to keep him, you know, at the forefront of our minds. So... I was wondering, I know that we're releasing this podcast in, in May, and so it's kind of right when summer's starting, and a lot of women may have already picked a study for the summer, but if you haven't, I feel like this could be a good study for the summer because it is like individual days and individual women. Would you say that, Laura? How Would would you yes. think that that might be a good study? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be great. It it has a really wide variety of ways that you could use it. The first three weeks are women of the Old Testament. The second three weeks are women of the New Testament. And each day of study really does stand alone. So even within the weeks, you know, you can go at your own pace. You could do three weeks in the summer and then you could do three weeks late fall. Um, It would be a fun neighborhood study. It would be a fun, you know, coffee shop study, whatever that looks like. I think it would also be great outreach if you're looking for a study to do with an individual who's maybe curious about Christianity or new to their faith. Um, It really does get you into the full arc of scripture in a very approachable way because it's character profiles that we're using to enter into God's story all along the way. And so it's very relatable, um, you know, very user-friendly. I thought about mentor, I think, you know, mother-daughter, there's, yeah, just a really wide range of study. So it's six weeks in full, uh, but could be broken up in a wide variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it as like almost like a filler when you have like, you know, 10 weeks in a semester and you just completed a seven week Bible study, then you could do the three Old Testament or you could even just do one if you're like, hey, let's just we'll all have these books and we'll just work on them and then like um, at our own pace, but we'll discuss Hagar tonight or we'll discuss Abigail or whatever. Um, I think people are always looking for that kind of filler because their, their church calendar may or may not line up with the Bible study that they've chosen and how many sessions it has. And so that's always a good um, thing. And this does not have video session teaching. No video teaching. It does have a leader guide that will be available for free online. So, you know, it's, it's easy to facilitate conversation. We've tried to make it as as easy as possible um, for really any kind of setting. But I love that idea, Elizabeth. And that's part of the vision for this is the first in many of these beyond Advent. We've traditionally only done Advent, but now we're, we have a you know dream of doing many of these and that kind of shorter approachable filler type of study is a big vision for this line. So yeah, I think it, that's a great idea. All right. Do you have... Any fun behind the scenes stories? <laughs> we we like to we say like that we like to say that the, the Marks podcast like brings people behind the scenes into the writers conference room, into the 
uh, editor's desk area and all these things. So we, we would love to hear like at videotapings or anything, or is there anything that's maybe like would be surprising to people to know about your job as a content editor Anything like that? Any fun behind the scenes? Sure, sure, sure. Um, So probably think of a couple of behind the scenes. Um, Just personally, I had a very full circle moment early in my job um, on the Lifeway Women team when I was working with Jen Wilkin on God of Freedom. And when I was, I think, a middle schooler, maybe a high schooler, I did Beth's A Woman's Heart, God's Dwelling Place, which you know, probably for many of us listening can remember all about the temple. And then wait a second, you did this? Like, how old were you when you did this? I like a high schooler, maybe? That's a big study for a high school. Listen, You're an this overachiever, has been, Laura. Okay. This has yeah. been my trajectory since middle school. Yes. So it's, yes. Okay. She was pretty nerd. Nerd. Yes. I, I don't think I was yeah. overachiever. I think it's probably nerd is the more accurate word. We embrace that term here on the Mark Podcast. Yes, yes. I'm very proud of it. Um, and so then working with Jen on God of Freedom, which is largely about, you know, the back half of Exodus and the temple, it just felt very full circle for me. And so I think it's, it's fun to sit and look at the trajectory that the Lord takes you on and the journey um, that he has that you never know. And so that's a little bit less behind the scenes and more just fun, you know, me reflecting on this job that he's got me in for this season. Um, I had a taping experience a couple years ago where we were taping a very willing and gracious author who stood in the middle of a river in almost dark and we had lights strung up around her and I thought this when you sign on to write a Bible study with us, you are signing on for more than writing a Bible study, and it is a wild ride we're going to take you on. So you just never know, especially if you're doing video teaching, where you'll end up and what kind of things we'll ask you. But the videos turned out gorgeous, and she looks amazing standing in the middle of this river at sunset talking about scripture. So little things like that are always fun. I'm sure, Elizabeth, you have a ton of stories. Like yes, that. we uh, we talked a little bit. I remember we talked about that with Lauren Chandler Kelly on mm-hmm. the That's podcast. I was like, is this and she was like, yeah. you would not believe what I did for this. And she's, I mean, she's so game and loves it. But it was just, it was, yeah, a lot of those that we film outside, you just don't think about things even the ones we film inside, we filmed places where the air conditioning's not working or where the, you know, different elements, there's construction next door. It's always a fun, it's a fun a time. Yes. <laughs> <with the> tapings. <laughs> well, and, you know, unless somebody has been at one of our tapings, I think it would be interesting for our listeners to know that while our teachers are actually you know, when they are being recorded, we have editors who are sitting in the back and they are fact checking scriptures. They are working like that. It is a constant listening. And so even describe that, Laura, of, of the process of what you all are doing while that's being video. Sure. Yeah, um, we do. So myself and then usually or whoever is the content editor and then the um, our production editor, which is essentially the term we use for copy editor, we sit there and we listen in. And um, I'm listening mostly to make sure that in the teaching, we are adhering to scripture and not saying anything that we would be uncomfortable living on video forever or that could potentially get the 
author in some kind of, you know, water that is dicey that we don't want her for her sake being in. And so that's my primary job at a taping is listening for those sorts of things. And then our production editor is listening to make sure that scriptures that are quoted are quoted correctly, um, researching on the, I mean, she is speedy typing to make sure that we are, um, all the details are set. Cause it's kind of our one shot. We can't go back and do this later. Like we can edit a book time and again, we've got the teacher there for one moment and we need to make sure that what she says is true and is something that we can use in the end. And so it's fun. It's high pressure. It's quick. You know, I feel like we don't catch it all. We're not perfect. And that's one of the things, Kelly, when you were asking about my actual job, I feel like um, I always have to remind myself I'm not perfect and things will get past us. And they do every time, even when we think they haven't. Later, we realize that they yes. did. We do our absolute best. Um, but and know, you know that multiple people have read it and yes. it's still so, things get listening. through. Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, so I still remember one day at the office when we had offices, was it when we were in the office, I got a package with a bunch of Bible studies and a lady had marked them up yes. and she had said, you know, I was an English teacher and I found all these mistakes and da, da, da. And I'm thinking, well, what you don't understand is that we do have a style guide and yes. like <laughs> your style might be different than the style that we adhere to. So those of you who are listening, who like to critique the way that we are, you know, the publishing, just know it really does go through a lot of different people. And occasionally we do, we do miss something. Yeah. We're like Laura we said, mistakes. we're not perfect. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> and I'm really fortunate because I've received magazines and devotionals. And when we find something like that, we're like, okay, well at least those are going to be thrown away in the next month <laughs> yeah. because, you know, maybe they're just going to go away if we find a mistake, but Bible studies and we, we, we catch it for reprints, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 We and do. Yes, so it is I, – I heard a story a long time ago about quilters in the United States and how they, like, purposefully will put a square of quilt in that is wrong. Like, something's off about it. The color doesn't match, something like that. And it, like, has an old tradition – according to whatever source, wherever I heard this, where like women did that on purpose to show that they're only God is perfect. Like they're not going to be perfect. And I was like, that's exactly why we have mistakes. <laughs> that's, <in the> <laughs> that's it. Exactly why. It's on purpose to show you that only God is perfect. <laughs> well, we do. I mean, we talk a lot about how we have the most eagle eyed readers and it yes. is amazing. I mean, like it is truly amazing. And we do, we take all the feedback we get and we do implement it for reprints. And I think it just speaks to the way that these women have been trained to study God's word. It's amazing to me. Yeah, the things that our readers catch, and we are forever grateful that we have the opportunity to correct it. <laughs> yes, right. yes, we appreciate it um, because there are definitely times where we miss stuff, or somebody misspeaks, or something is printed, the wrong file is printed, or whatever, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's that is incorrect. We need to change that. We need to correct that, and so we it's appreciate very humbling. that. Yes, it's right. all of us. Together. It is humbling. It is. <laughs> Okay, Laura. So the last question is the question we always ask. Um, what is something that has marked you in your walk with Christ? I Yes, I gave this a lot of thought. I think I even picked your brain, Elizabeth. Like, how does everybody answer this? Um, but I really think so. I'm going with a scripture verse. Psalm 145, 13. 
says your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his actions. And I just really think that that is it for me. Um, Keeping his word front and central, reminding myself of his faithfulness and goodness and eternality, you know, puts me in the right perspective in the grand scheme of things. And that's hard day in and day out, but it's something that I try to bring to mind often. Um, and I just love, I just love his word and love the idea of his faithfulness and goodness in giving us the Bible. I love that. I do too. I do too. I, I told you this, but I love how everyone answers that question so differently. Like there's not a set pattern. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite things. So Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We love the question. Thank and you all Laura, for having me on. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to tell you, I mean, Elizabeth, you've also been a content editor and still do some content editing as well. So I, I just want to thank both of you for all the hard work that you do uh, just constantly to, just to make sure that we get God's word in the hands of, of people and like helping them understand and to to not just have it for knowledge, but application of how it changes us and how God's word is eternal, but it's also transformational. And so we just re- really do appreciate the work that that both of you do. And Laura, I, I really am excited about this study. I know I was excited about writing on Abigail, and it's really hard to get that all in whatever 1,200 words yeah. or whatever you <laughs> gave us. Shorter <laughs> This was like the first time, because I'm pretty succinct in all of my writing, and this was the first time that I was like, I can't fit it all in. Like, I think I cannot fit it in the amount of words yeah. that yeah. – so. I love I it. And we, maybe someone can write a full study. Yes. It's Kelly, like a you can write a reel. full study on a- Abigail yes. sometime. Well, I definitely – I definitely could have done two days. And all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. all of us have all the spare time, so we do. I but do we, think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope it leaves women wanting to learn more, and yeah, I hope it gives them the tools to do that on their own. Right. That would be an they amazing – They can dive in deep mm-hmm. and learn yeah. all these um, – learn all about these women that are mm-hmm. so cool, and it's so – a weighty like a weighty privilege that we have to tell their stories and in light of jesus and so yeah i think that's true of all the work we do here at lifeway it's fun to work on yep well listeners we definitely want you to check out that new study and it again it's called devoted so you can go to lifeway.com just put in devoted and you'll find the study but we would love for you to check it out it's again it's a lifeway women's study so it's multiple authors, different women every single day. So we definitely think it's going to be something you'll enjoy and want to check out. Uh, Thanks again for joining us this week. And we love having you here. And we hope that you'll join us again next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us you can also find lifeway women on all social media channels at lifeway women all of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast if you love the show leave an itunes review it's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast we'll see you next time